If it was a hospital, what kind and who ran it? Chip, get me Brett Bayer on the line. Dad and Nate, who stood beside the doors, moved their eyes to me. Nate leaned in to brush his lips across mine. I smiled at him. Jessa, came Brett's voice, what do I owe this pleasure to? I asked in a sweet, melodic voice that I usually reserved for times when I was trying to flirt with a person of the opposite sex to spill their secrets, would you happen to know what the hospital was before it was purchased for the children's hospital? He provided, it was a research hospital. I don't remember the name of it. Is it important? I watched Caleb run from the inner travel tram that led to the older children's rooms on the second level to the kitchen. I answered, pulling myself out of my chair, can you or Dr. Weinhardt take me on a tour of the facility soon? I navigated around the furniture and into the kitchen threshold. I put my hand over the comlet and asked Caleb, who rifled through the cabinets, what do you need? I am making dinner, remember? For my project in my cooking class, he reminded me, glancing at me, before he went back to looking in the cabinets. I walked out of the kitchen and uncovered my calm. Let. I'm actually going to be in your vicinity, Brett admitted, in a few days. If you meet me there, I would be glad to. Just send Melissa the when, I concluded, then ended the transmission. I called John John to cancel my dinner order. I did forget. What are you looking for in the hospital? Nate questioned, closing the gap between us, pulling me into his arms. I'm trying to eliminate it as 11HQ, I advised Nate and Dad. I'm sure you have heard the rumors. The rumors about 11 being the headquarters for illegal activities. They are housed on Polo 8. The same place as the children's hospital. The rumors are that they are using a legitimate business to hide their dealings. I know that a hospital, especially if the hospital had been empty for a long time, like I believe I remember Dr. Weinhardt telling me, would be a tempting place to run illegal activities since it is so big. I don't know if this 11 has anything to do with our case, but my contacts have brought it up quite a few times in the last 24 hours. Mine too, Nate agreed, moving in front of me, but do you have to go on this tour with Brett Bayer, the famous race car driver? Every girl back home swoons over him. He is rich, handsome and fast on and off the track. I heard that he was cheating on Ace when they were together. Considering they did not get divorced until a couple months ago, it is clear they were both cheating on each other, although they were separated for a long time, I countered, looking over at him. I tilted my head and asked, do you know why Caleb joined a cooking class? He has not seemed interested in cooking in the past, although his great-grandmother is a fabulous cook, and actually so was Tracy. She used to make me these fruit tarts every time I would come to dinner. I've tried to replicate them, but I have never been able to. From what I heard from Remy and James, apparently there is a girl involved, Nate advised me, glancing toward the kitchen to make sure Caleb didn't hear him, I suspected. Then he met my eyes again and whispered, her name is Kiara Sloan. I nodded, then I wagged my thumb and responded, Captain Frankie Sloan's daughter. Captain Sloan is one of Major Ryan's best engineers. Excellent performance reviews. That is why we promoted her to assistant engineering chief a few months ago. Kiara had been splitting her time between her mother and father who served on the Eisenhower, but he was killed a few months ago. From what Captain Sloan told me Kiara has been taking it very hard. I rubbed the kinks in my neck, kneading the lumps with my knuckles. If anyone understands what it is like to lose a parent, it is Caleb. Dr. Dakota, Chip informed me, would like to set up a meeting with you tomorrow morning. He states it is important. 
per your schedule and his, possible times are 11 a.m., 3.15 p.m. and 5 p.m. Chip, please confirm the appointment for 11 a.m., and please add it to Lieutenant Thornhart in my calendars, I answered. I then asked Nate, could you please go into my nightstand drawer and get me some aspirin? This headache is getting worse. Have you or the other members of the crew been experiencing them? I have, Nate confirmed, moving in the direction of the hallway. I don't get them that often, which is why I found it odd, and Dr. Manning has reported a large number of crew members and their family members coming into the hospital to be treated for migraines. He disappeared down the hallway and returned with my aspirin. He moved to my side. When did Joey and Colin move out? I shook my head as I took the aspirin and asked, earlier today. Could you get me some water please? I watched him navigate his way around the coffee table and head into the kitchen. He came back with a glass of water. He handed it to me and required, without a goodbye? After all we have been through together, they left without a word? Colin is behind all this. I never did like him with my sister. I rolled my eyes. She made up her own mind, Jag. She followed her husband and kept her family together. I cannot fault her for that. He sat on the coffee table in front of me and demanded, yes, but you carried her sons in your womb. You were with her after she miscarried all those times. You were her best friend, and I am her brother. Our children are her godchildren. How does she leave without saying goodbye? How does she turn her back on all that we have created? I reached out and put a hand on each side of him. I looked into his eyes. You said it before. They have never been given the opportunity to be a family apart from us. In my heart, I believe Joey wouldn't have been able to do this if she had to say goodbye to us. I think the looks on our faces would have broken her resolve. At least that is what I am going to choose to believe. He lowered his head for a moment and then met my gaze. Okay, but I don't have to like it. However, we are more than capable of handling all this brood without Joey and Colin, and that is two less children we have to worry about. I will always worry about RJ and Beach. They are my godchildren. That's what I do protect children, I decided, leaned in and kissed him. We ended up adopting two of my godchildren, and my niece is dating another one. Peek. The doors split open and the children spilled through the doors. Danny climbed up into my lap, Lizzie into Nate's and Mia jumped onto the couch next to her granddaddy. I watched as dad scooped her up and hugged her tightly. I messed up Danny's hair and asked, and what trouble did you and your sisters get into at school? Then I spotted the swelling around his eye. I moved him around so I could scrutinize him better. Danny, what happened to your eye? Danny glanced down and then up at me. His eyes almost pleading for me not to pursue it any further. He held out a note for me to read. I took the note from him and unfolded it. His preschool teacher wanted a meeting with me. Chip, please contact Mrs. King in the preschool and ask her if 3.30 p.m. or 5 p.m. tomorrow would be better for our meeting, I instructed the computer system. I darted my eyes around the three youngest children and prompted, do any of you three want to tell me what is going on before I go to this meeting tomorrow? I can go to the meeting tomorrow, Nate told me, kissing Lizzie's head. I know you are busy. I swept my eyes around the children again and nodded. Then I picked Danny up and stood. I walked into the kitchen and opened the freezer and pulled out a small bag of peas. I put it to Danny's eye, watching him flinch. I said to him, we have to hold this on your eye to bring down the swelling. No matter what happens at the meeting, Danny, I will still love you. Don't be afraid to tell me what happened. 
I can't help you if you don't tell me what is going on. I can't, mommy. I promised I wouldn't tell, he replied. Yeah, I can't imagine where you got that gene from with parents and grandparents who keep secrets for a living. I brought him back into the living room. We sat in the seat nearest the doors. What about you, Lizzie? You want to tell me how Danny hurt his eye? I can't, mommy. I promised not to tell, Lizzie told me. Her forest green eyes appeared as if she might cry. I shook my head and expressed, they are only modeling our behavior. I felt my head start to pound. I put Danny down and decided, I'm going to take a nap before dinner. My head is throbbing. I moved around Danny and Nate and headed to the master bedroom, where I laid down on the couch next to the doors.